Chairman, you keep saying the Biden, suggesting that that includes President Biden, but what evidence do you have directly linking President Biden beyond a dinner, a letter, a copy, and some appearances on speakerphone? You keep saying the Biden. We're talking about President Biden specifically. What evidence do you have that he profited off his son's foreign business? We have two checks. Again, I, I don't uh, cite Politico very often, but they ran a good story that for some reason Politico didn't put on their morning link, but uh, it was about the AmeriCorps health. $200,000 payment Joe Biden received directly from an influence peddling scheme. There's no question about it. Joe Biden received two payments. We found this through subpoenaed bank records. Two payments. You forget to write this in your, in your, uh, in your outreach. The first payment was $200,000 from AmeriCorps Health. There's no question that money came directly from influence peddling. We have traced the money, and it, frankly, it wasn't very hard to trace. The second was the $40,000 payment I just referenced in my opening statement. $40,000 that came directly from Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden shakedown, where he said his father is sitting beside him. You're putting steps between, so the check and president. The Biden. steps are called money laundering. That's what the steps are called. To the president of the United States. He's the what? You connect this to the president of the United States, yes. not his son, not his family members. It appears when you say well, the, Biden, the, 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 re the reason they didn't send the money directly to Joe Biden, they sent it through the shell companies. That's what this scheme's about. That's why there are 170 suspicious activity reports from six different banks that alerted the Treasury Department that they feared their client, Hunter Biden, was money laundering. This is a very serious crime. The number of financial crimes that uh, this family has been investigated for and, and no resolution to any investigation. Every investigation was called up. Think about, I mean, think about this. The, the, Bidens, the Bidens have been investigated by the FBI. They've been investigated by three different U.S. attorney offices. They've been investigated by the IRS. They've been investigated by the Securities and Exchange Commission. The list goes on and on and on. Mr. Chairman, but yet every time we were told what, what Shackley and Ziegler said, they were told to stand down. So there's two parts of this investigation. There's the actual Biden crimes, and then there's the cover-up. Welcome back to the show. It's Hump Day, February 28, 2022. We're so happy to have you with us, and hopefully you are um, going to have a good time today. I consider us, uh, I consider this show one of the best top-notch grassroots news media, uh, um, uh, well, actually, yeah, news media podcast, broadcast, um, online today. We've been going for about 12 years or more. Um, uh, we, we've been everywhere. We've been stationary for a couple of years, but we've been everywhere. Um, we've been on the front lines. We, we've been behind the scenes. And uh, again, we want to welcome every one of you that are watching and um, sharing the show. Let me also give a shout out to those that um, 
visit WayneDupree.com and also um, share uh, share the website because we are uh, desperately suppressed um, in what we have been doing. Actually, we've been suppressed since 2020 for the website. Two th- yeah, 2020 uh, for the website. And um, even, even if you don't go to the website, you can sign up for the newsletter. And then if you get, uh, well, when you get the morning newsletter in your email, just click on whatever story that you want to see. You don't have to go to the website then. You can just pick and choose whatever uh, story that you want to read and possibly leave a comment. Let me introduce Godfather Conservative Radio, Mr. Huckfield Jr. Morning, Wayne. Good morning, Jason. And good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I just had a quick question. If you're born tomorrow, what day is your birthday? Tomorrow. But what date? You age very slowly, <laughs> only every four years. Yeah. You know what? I Yeah, I had a question about that. And, I, and for the most part, whenever I hear people talk, right, I just celebrate on both days, March, I, uh, February 28th and March 1st. So I get two days. Uh, let me introduce uh, the youngling from Muslim Minnesota, well, I'm from Muslim Soda, uh, is uh, Mr. Jason Robinson. Hutch Wayne audience, happy Wednesday, happy hump day. You know, hump day is the perfect day to hit the share button. Get whatever platform you're on, hit the share button, <laughs> hit the subscribe button, and let's go. So also put some money in the offering plate. Listen, um, <laughs> I don't know if I don't. I said something just a few minutes ago, and I did it on purpose. I, I thought about it before I did it. I did it on purpose because I wanted to see if anybody was going to catch it. And I'm and I'm looking in the um, looking in the chats, and I'm not seeing anything. Let me check on Rumble real quick. Uh, my boys didn't catch it because they because they didn't correct me. So um, let me see. Nope. Not yet. Okay. I said 2022. Oh. When is 2024? I thought you said oh, on the current date. Gotcha. Yeah. Actually, I kind of figured that we might have a a little slack down in numbers on Rumble since Bondino owns Rumble. But um, there's nobody in the chat. (laughs) I see that. I I see. I I mean, I've been watching. (laughs) I'm the like, chat okay. was fire yesterday there too. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe everybody's just yesterday. getting their cup of coffee ready and settling in. Come on, but that ain't no way to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, you know what? Some people, Damn, man. I, I, you know, I got, um, I got a lot of support uh, through DMs, and uh, you know, you know, and what you got for yesterday. I'm not gonna. Go, I'm. I'm gonna tell you one reason why I'm not gonna really get into it, and then we're gonna get into our news. Um, I talked to a couple people behind the scenes yesterday, one in the Trump campaign, well, not in the Trump campaign, about what happened. And um, I said, well, they said what they would have done is they would have come back after my tweet and say, you know what, my bad, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, and let it go, instead of it going the way that he did and stuff. So... Uh, one of the reasons why I didn't continue 
is because if I had this platform that he had, I, I I'd be going at him too. If I had that platform, if I had the money, if I had the platform, like I'd be going back and forth. It it was a losing, even if I felt like well, which I feel like I'm in the right. It was a losing point for me because he has <laughs> was he at two million, I guess, right? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he has over a million, two million, three million, four million, five million followers. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I was like, nah, I ain't gonna mess. And, you know, I, I said what I said. I was right. I'm, I'm moving on. So that's how that that's how that is. We got a uh, we got a call before we go in. It's from Vancouver. Oh uh, man, it's yeah. Carl. Yeah, I think so. Um, this uh, again, you can call us at one 895 If you call us, with um, and hopefully you call us during the show, we'll try to get your uh, your call on during the show. One eight hundred. It's it's right at the top. One eight hundred eight nine five five seven two five. This is from Vancouver. It was. Actually, it was done today, this morning. Hey, Wayne. Totally being respectful here, but uh, your friend uh, Jason owes me a thousand bucks. We bet, and it was a gentleman's bet, and it was a fair bet, and a respectful bet. 91 cases, 91 cases, he wanted to bet on a federal charge, uh, the upcoming January 6th, and the Georgia election scheme fraud trial. Um, he's already found a rapist, and he's already been found a fraudster. In New York City, has, can't do business in New York City and has to pay up uh, half a billion dollars because of his uh, uh, fraud charges. So at this time, Jason, you owe me a thousand bucks, bro. It's uh, no big deal. It's only a thousand bucks, and um, you can uh, send that to me anytime. What we'll do is uh, we can certainly wait till the fraud, uh, the uh, federal cases come out. No big deal. Uh, I I know that we bet just a thousand dollars be on the on the on the ch- uh, first charge. Uh, but I, I think you're going to try to get out of that. Um, but anyways, you can't. Uh, it is a thousand dollar bet. You owe me a thousand bucks, and um, you know where I'm at. You just have to answer the phone. I'm I'm here. Um, you got my phone number. Give me a call, or uh, all you got to do is just mention on the show. Hey, where do I send the thousand bucks to Carl? Um, admit you lost. You lost. Trump lost. You owe me a thousand bucks. No, you know who lost? Canada lost because of idiots like you. Oh my gracious! I was gonna say, yeah. Um, let me also say respectfully to Carl. Um, I'm sh- and 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 I and I hand it over to Jason. Uh, and Jason, Jason, I told I told you that you gotta explain it to him. Say one, Carl. You you have low comprehension skills. First of all, second of all. Donald Trump isn't a rapist. You just committed defamation against President Trump. And just because you're slow, let me play the video again. You put it on half speed, Carl. Hang on. The leaks. So he's he trumped up these charges to 34 felonies. Which, 34. Which has that's, never been. That's 34 times five years in jail. 
Right. Yeah. And it's and it's not going to hold Malikan. up. It's not going to work. It's all a show. Oh, yeah. He knows it. Everybody knows it. And I mean, there's some people I, sh- I stand corrected. There are some people that really believe that these are legitimate charges. And oh, like yeah. I Carl, say, Carl, I mean, what? And, and, and here let's actually let's book yeah. the action, folks. Carl's <laughs> our favorite Facebook poop poster. Carl, one thousand dollars to the charity of your choice. if trump is convicted of a felony but if he's not in this new york stuff one thousand dollars to the charity of the show's choice will you take the action or will you just shut up wait up or shut up carl wait wait that's I'll throw the money. thousand dollars out of his pocket because I ain't got it. So <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll put a thousand dollars of my money. Carl said, "Book it." All right, okay. all right, there we go. All right, Carl. So just to explain, in case you're slow, the money goes to the charity of the choice. When Donald Trump, when the case is decided in New York, this is the Stormy Daniels case. The show is on April fourth. And Donald Trump has not been convicted of anything in that. So hit pause, rewind, play it again, Carl. I know you're not real smart. I know those terms might have been confusing. We we bet $1,000 that Trump would be convicted on of, of a felony on the Stormy Daniels case. And just so you know, dude, the, the, the bet was to a charity of your choice, not to the charity being Carl. So quit being a turd, quit being a moron, and have a glorious, glorious hump day. I mean, that's pretty clear, isn't it? Yeah, you can't even go further with it, though, because the judge said that the guy is not a rapist. And and Carl just said he is. So going going forward, I'd just terminate the whole thing. That's not, you can't trust the guy. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if he's just stupid or if he ate paint chips or what happened, but the wager was really clear. Like, we, the show was on April 4th. It was the Stormy Daniels case. We bet that he would be convicted of a felony. I and don't how, believe he will be. And how can you cheer for liberty being taken away from people? Because that's right. what you're cheering. No, yep. he's cheering money. <laughs> and it's so funny, too. I bet to give money to a charity. And I say, well, the money's going to my church. Here's the church name, Eaglebrook Church. Go to Eaglebrook.com. And meanwhile, Carl's like, my charity's myself. I, it's it's Carl. But see, but see, that's why, that's why I kept saying that you need to be more. Some people, some people need very clear things when it comes down to that because when you say a charity of his choice then it's for him to choose whatever that goes to yeah and but you said that it goes to your church right yep so it's like okay well if he if and that's and that's what you know i'm like if i lose i'll give the money to the charity of his choice I mean, right. if he wants it to go to his church, if he wants it to go to some abortion thing, like a bet's a bet. But that charity ain't going to be Carl. <clears throat> and just so you guys know, Carl's all about this, like putting the dirty books in schools. So that's probably where he's going to have me give the money. <laughs> Either way, um, yeah, we. That, I mean, look, I, I told you we take we take phone calls, and that's. that's- uh Oh. Okay. We lost Wayne. Yeah, we did. Fix that. Uh, can you fix that frames? 
Yeah, let me work on a it. Lot, a lot of stuff going on, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, so much stuff. You know, we just had a, a primary yesterday in Michigan, which is pretty interesting. And there's a lot of people coming out that are uh, kind of making light of the fact that in Dearborn, Michigan, the electorate, uh, the Democrat electorate, selected uh, none of the above. It's not worded that way. It's non-committed or something like that. But there's people happy that Biden got beaten by this group of people that voted uncommitted. And, and I'm sitting there going, this is not a good story, folks. We have a, an American city that has been captured by the enemy. They voted for Hamas in that primary. Yep. You better pay attention to that. That's not a good thing. Well, that primary result was fascinating, too, because it was... I mean, about 800,000 people voted for Trump, 250,000 voted for Nikki. And then if you look at the combined Biden numbers, it was only like 700,000. Uh-oh, Hutch has the cat now. We've lost total control. <laughs> we got Carl, Wayne's flicked out. The cat's going crazy. That's a, you know what, though? And, and, and you know, I, I, I really want to... I was going to touch on it, but I really wasn't going to get into it. But I was like, God darn, there's a lot of people, though. And I mean, for me, when I was looking at the number before before I went to bed, and it was, it seemed, well, I think it's worse than South Carolina. It's worse. And I'm like, something has to set in. Like, it's time to get out. Okay. I mean, look, devil's advocate. I give you props. For hanging in there, it's time to go. You, to me, it looked like she 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 lost worse than South Carolina, and she's talking about standing to super super Tuesday is not going to fix anything. Really, seriously, what? I saw an article that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, my cat's big. You don't want him up here. <laughs> uh, I saw a thing that said that Trump beat all Democrats, including the ones that voted for Haley. Right. The the, the end, end result numbers. That's like a big deal, man. That's uh, this, These numbers are getting, I don't want to say unbeatable because I'm not a damn fool. But see, that's my issue too, is the other side of the coin. Because if all, I mean, okay, if they are splitting and voting for Nikki Haley, well, actually, you can't vote for both. So, there's a large number of people that are crossing over, I guess, to vote for Nikki Haley, and they're not voting for Biden, but they could vote for Biden in the general election. I'm like, so hopefully we aren't seeing it as a split number, and only all this is just going to vote for him, and these people are going to stay home. That, And both of you guys said it over a minute. You got to play like you're from behind. Yeah. Because, honestly, the biggest blow – and I have to say the biggest blow that 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 um that they can deliver to MAGA to 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 Americans and the back of Donald Trump is that they steal it from him in November with all these numbers that he's winning by 50 and 60 points. And that alone, that alone probably would at least pull 30 or 40 percent away from ever voting again. Well, let me give you another way to look at this Haley candidacy. Let's hypothetically say she is a puppet of the Uniparty and the military industrial complex, which I think there is plenty of evidence to support that. Yeah, her house. 
her house. Yeah, I mean, look at it. She got into public service. She became an ambassador she, or at the UN. She was broke as a joke. She she goes into the private sector in the military industrial complex, gets eight million dollars. Suddenly everything's groovy, and now she's running against Trump. So assuming that the military industrial complex or whomever put her up to this, all they're trying to do is damage Trump. That's it. Because they know if Trump wins, he stops the war, he cuts the spending. I mean, right now, they're licking their chops because that $60 billion going to Ukraine, $48 billion is going to them. They know that gravy train stops with President Trump. So Nikki is just doing whatever they're telling her to. If they're saying stay until Super Tuesday, if they say stay until the convention, that's how long she's staying in. I'll tell you something else you can look at, too. When you look at these senior senators like Mitt Romney and, and yesterday Chuck Schumer came out and said the same thing, that this is the most important bill he has ever worked on in his career. Right. That tells you all you need to know about the Ukraine funding. Yep. This is a World Economic Forum thing. I told you before, it's to stop Russia because Russia has said no to the WEF. We are not doing any of that. And he means it. And so they're it trying serves, to destroy Russia. It serves like five or six different interest groups. Military Industrial Complex, World Economic Forum, mm -hmm. you know, the BlackRock for rebuilding Ukraine. Like all of that is just it, all these all those big companies are just sitting there licking their chops and they just want Nikki to damage Trump. That's it. That's all she's there for. Because or, they well, want to actually, keep well, actually, actually, they want anybody to damage Trump. I mean, right. They want to keep all, their world alive. Right, exactly. And right now, uh, who is it? Uh, <clears throat> and I'm sure that they probably talked about that in the Oval Office yesterday, too. But what happened, two things that are over. Well, actually, to go back with what you were saying about the Ukraine thing. Um, I think Poland or Germany, somebody said that they were going to send troops. I don't know if y'all had heard France, that. France. France. France said that they were going to send troops. Everybody else said no. Right. Well, yeah, They're like, they're as, all crazy. As of, well, um, uh, who is it? Russia came out and said, Poland, you better not send nobody. Poland, you better not send nobody. I'll say it too. Basically, basically <laughs> you just said, Poland, you, you better not send nobody. So this morning, Germany and Poland said, uh, uh, we're not going to deploy troops uh, to, uh, to the Ukraine. Good. Thing. We're not going to do it. So France is kind of rethinking their strategy from, from what I heard. But and going and and also adding to what y'all were saying yesterday about the funding, Mitch McConnell. Oh, he's in trouble. Tried to bully mm -hmm. Mike Johnson. Yep. In the over office yesterday. Mitch. China I'll, Mitch. I'll tell you, folks. I'll tell you, this this is this is what I started doing. You know, there's a a, a, a Twitter handle for the house G, the house GOP, and people monitor it. I found every illegal alien murder story I could find, and I prefaced it with at house GOP. We have <laughs> got to hold them accountable. They have got to understand that the number one issue in America is immigration invasion, not freaking Ukraine. Americans don't give a damn about Ukraine. But our I think that this immigration problem, I think it's gonna it's gonna turn Democrats voting Trump. I, I don't see how it doesn't. I mean, because people I'm even seeing it a little bit here, but there's people that it's in their face, man. Well, and 
You look at the number of crimes, you look at the severity of the crimes. Every day there's a new story that comes out oh. about mm-hmm. it. And this Georgia one's the worst. Today, New York Post drops an article that says uh, because she resisted, the dude panicked and smashed her head with a rock. And then one of, I think it was one of the mayors or the police chief came out. And I've still, I just caught a bit of the video. And he said, oh, this oh. isn't about illegal immigration. I'm oh, like, and are PB- you kidding me? PBS came out and said, this is a singular incident. You shouldn't be worried about this whole group of people. It's like, man, screw all of you people. Well, and if you want to have some fun, look at Venezuelan crime rates. It went they, down. They've plummeted to yeah. their lowest levels in decades because Venezuela emptied their prisons and sent them all here. Yep. And I'm going to tell you what, I went to school with a whole lot of Venezuelans. We're in for a problem. Right. Breaking news. Um Got a Twitter response. Let me get this mic up here. For those that want to send responses, if you don't want to call in, you can send a response. It's from William Taft. Wayne, you have a genuine, sincere podcast with receipts. I love your podcast and love to see you Monday through Friday, especially leading up to the November election. I personally want to see more of your podcast than less. I do not need a break. <laughs> I watch your show Monday through Thursday, but I feel that y'all are doing a, uh, doing yourself an injustice by not doing your show on Friday. <laughs> Bongino does his podcast Monday through Friday and every Saturday. No, every other Saturday. Wendy Bell does her two-hour podcast Monday through Friday, The War Room Banding podcast is Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12, 5 to 6. Um, so he's trying to butter us up, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this saying we're gonna do, be doing Fridays now? No, no, but here's the thing. Um, and, and William, thank you. Thank you so much. They got money. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> they got they got they have donor contributor and whatnot. We don't. So Actually, did I used to say that? You know, like if we got something on a regular basis, we would add an extra show on Friday. So, yeah, that, that's that's. I'm glad he mentioned Wendy Bell. She's from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah? She's from Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, the the local. She was a local TV, uh, like like uh, Carrie Lake. She okay. was like she was like Carrie Lake, and there was a shooting, uh, at a house party, and she reported on it, and she screwed up and said something truthful, and they fired her. Uh, <laughs> yeah they got rid of her she has like six seven kids good woman uh, it's amazing too when you look at people in the media you're seeing more of it now i mean a lot of people are getting fired but a lot of good reporters in the last 24 months have left and started doing sub stacks and independent journalism and another good thing is the leftist media is destroying itself vice media is out the door right Vice uh, Media started out with good reporting, and then they just yeah, ruined they it. Yeah, they did. And um, reporting on Ukraine in, in 2014 was amazing. Actually, Vice stood the chance. Uh-oh. Wayne looks excited. Mitch McConnell to step down as Republican Senate leader in November. Now watch John Thune's coming. Get somebody besides Thune. Did, yeah, I was going to say, say who do we Thune. want, guys? Who do we get I, behind? Um, Tommy Tuberville. Yeah. 
Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, it's it's a new GOP, folks. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Do you think what he did to Johnson was the was the um was it was the was the main reason why? I, I think he's going senile too. But the thing yeah. about the thing about it, he didn't do that to Johnson. He did that to us. Right. He told he told Johnson stop talking about the border. Well, and I will say too, shout out to Matt Gates because if that's Kevin McCarthy, this bill's already passed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, like we are critical of Johnson. We are not the biggest Johnson fan. We had high hopes, but this. Whoa, is no, whoa, 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 wait a minute! Wait a minute! I'm not saying I'm not a fan of him because. Um, I just wanted to give him a chance, right? Because and and I mean, and I love his Christian spirit. Did you see some of those Republicans saying that they were getting tired of him talking about Jesus or God and stuff? Yep. Did you see that? I was like, oh man. I mean, that's that's, but you know, but I mean, that's sweeping the whole country. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I know it is. Yeah. The uh, the the thing that gets me the most, the thing that surprises me the most, is the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish speech that's coming out. That blew. You know. This guy, the guy that burned himself up in D.C. or wherever, not it wasn't wherever he was. The guy, the Air Force guy that self-emulated himself. You know that that guy worked for the NSA. Yep. Oh, he was a cyber. He was going through our emails. What's crazy too is his social media posts are starting to come out, and he didn't hide his identity. So if they just did regular backgrounds or regular monitoring of them, which it, they're supposed to, from my understanding, they would have. Yeah, the highest have, security clearance there is. He worked right. for the NSA. They knew everything about this guy. He's an anarchist, and there was other problems that he had. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they have to eliminate Jews and Christians. Yeah. Because when if you think of the left, all their ideology is religion. They just call it something else. They call it climate change. They call it transgender. They call it whatever. It just replaces religion. It has all the same earmarks of a religion. But if you believe in God, you believe in the commandments, you behave in a certain way. That's your, how your worldview is formed. You have to separate it, people from that so that you can manipulate them into doing what you want. It's the exact same thing that the CCP did when we talk about new federal state of China. They they went in and they got rid of religion. That's step one. Religion and family; those got to go. Um, for the, um, again, if you want to leave a like, if you have a special feeling about Mitch, um, um stepping down in November, you can um, leave us a message one eight hundred eight nine five five seven two five. That's one eight hundred eight nine five five seven two five. If you if you want to leave leave a message during the show. You can do that, and again, we will pick it up, and we will play it for you. Um, 1-800-895-5725. Um, but it, it took a while, but we tried to get rid of Mitch years ago. We were talking about that the other day. You look at the deep state uniparty, too. I'll just explain something real quick. What happened yesterday, two days ago, Americans for Prosperity Action took their money away from Nikki Haley. Sure they did. With, they withdrew their funding. 30 seconds later, John Thune endorsed President Trump. Beware, John Thune. In the Senate. Yeah, North yeah Dakota, there are Christy Chris Nome and him. Be careful. 
I was going to say, we we can all agree there's like 10 to 20 people you can trust in the house, maybe, for now. The That's Senate, you're probably talking about five, maybe. Right. Yeah, Thune, Thune is, if, 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 the, if the food supply scares you, Thune is owned by big big agriculture. That's what they got in North Dakota. That's who owns them. You know, I I give it up for uh, my my um, distinguished representative from Minnesota for his optimism in that because I don't trust nobody up there. I don't trust nobody and their mama. I I, I don't trust them. I I rather shut down that shut it down and start all over from from the dirt. How do you clay. go through your How do you go through your whole life and never did anything wrong? Right. That's the congressman. I mean, you got all the agencies <laughs> and the whole federal government looking at everything you ever did in your life. That's crazy. That's why I never run them for Congress. Yeah. And well, you know, <laughs> you know, some people say, um, when you want you run, because they probably drum up something I did in elementary school when I um, held a girl's hand or pinched, pinched a little girl's, you know, leg or something like that. And I'll be out. Sexual harassment when he was five years old. Yeah, you know, so I don't need that. I don't. I don't need. That. You said Senator Thune is big and uh, is backed by agri- what? Big, yeah, big, big. You know the the big farm conglomerates and everything. The people that make Cheerios. You know what I mean? Big agriculture. Uh, the Monsantos and the GMO foods and all that. Yeah, we haven't dug into that as much, and fa- frankly, it's been back burner. But big. Big ag is just as bad as big sure. pharma and big tech. So and I working mean, with was, the CCP, right? Yeah, you look heard the stories of, of Chinese purchasing farmland. Yeah, we we mm. did a deep dive on the Tribune where we went into ethanol subsidies, biggest scam ever. Oh my god, it takes more than a gallon of diesel to make a gallon of ethanol, right? Yeah. And the money all ends up at the corporations. If you break it down, they frame it up where all oh, this is beneficial to farmers. And for every dollar spent by the federal government, like nine dot ninety cents go to the corporations and ten cents to the farmers. It's ridiculous. And you got it—they're in cahoots with each other because it's the Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> we right. talked about that before. Yeah, their names are exactly who they are. Okay, yeah. Food and Drug ATS. <laughs> It's like the Drug Enforcement Agency. Right. <laughs> They're enforcing drugs, boy. You got to take them. It's a quota. It's a quota. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, just think, like, make a loaf of bread. It's good for three days, and it's good for three weeks off the shelf. Something ain't right. I'll tell you what. You look at the at the Wikipedia bio, bio or whatever other kind of bio of the commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration, the dude made all his money in Big Pharma. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a big pharma guy. He's poisoning your butt so you can have to take drugs the rest of your life. Yep. Why do you think you're such a rise in diabetes? Well, and think of all the processed foods people consume. Yeah. And the wife and I have been trying to eat better the last two, three weeks. Me too. And it's been like, you know, protein and vegetables and, and different things. And it's amazing how much better you start to feel. But you do feel hungry a lot because, like, you don't have all that garbage in you. I ate last night. Uh, now, I got to admit, I made it out of a box. But I made scalloped potatoes and put 
leftover ham in it. Oh, it was that good. Oh, I haven't had that. My wife doesn't like scalloped potatoes. I haven't had that in 20 years. Oh, yeah, potatoes are good. amazing. We used, to, we used to have this um, Slotsky's Deli over here on the East Coast. I don't know if y'all remember that. that. Yeah, there's still a few yeah. of those around. Yeah, deep south. They don't have them up here anymore. But um, I remember that sandwich, and I was like, I'm going to make that sandwich with real deli meat. Not the processed stuff. I'm going to make it. So um, I was like, yeah, yeah, I got to do that. But yeah, um, what's correct? You remember? Do I still have it? Yeah. You remember this right here? I made that yesterday. Mm. Now imagine two gone and then one of them and leaving two, but one of those two, the skin ain't gone. Um, the skin is gone. That's what I woke up to this morning. And I was like, what the heck? It's <laughs> like, how did that happen? Oh, that skin's the best part. Ex-wife came in here and slipped off some of that skin while they were asleep last night. <laughs> Is that why she's the ex-wife? She was taking all your chicken skin? Nah, no. No, Junior. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I was, and, and, and I sent a text message to everybody in the group. I'm like, and I sent a picture. I'll you know, just leave the chicken and take the whole thing. Die. Yeah, this kid got all the kids are like, mm -hmm. what me? <laughs> and then the ex-wife said, Yeah, I stopped by. <laughs> Damn, while you were sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's some that's some okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she stopped by. And yeah, she works late. So yeah, I made some I made some ribs for a group of people at my house one mm -hmm. time. And like two two racks of them or three. And the ex-wife <laughs> stopped over. I remember it. And she freaking grabbed a thing, a foil, a foil, one of foil basket, foil trays. <laughs> she loaded all the ribs on there and told everybody ribs are gone. I mean, I had all these people down there, none of them got to eat ribs. <laughs> she unasked out the back door. <laughs> There's a reason they're ex-wives, guys. That's all I'm going to say. Rib bandit, boy. Rib bandit. <laughs> True story. Hey, I know. I know. That's. That's right. I mean, because I can see it happening. You know, I can see it going on. You, you hide, you hide the thing in the pantry and come out. Oh, the ribs are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed them. Um. Okay. From the funny to the ridiculous. We have been doing work to promote voter participation for students. And for example, we have. Um, I want you to understand this and listen to it carefully like you ain't never listened to anything before okay because not only are they playing this student game and they're playing it with a with like it's it's not even even they're the field is right now it's not i mean anytime that you can weigh well, i mean just the way that they're spending money is the way that they just got rid of well they didn't get rid of it i, I don't know what happened to it but they just moved one point some billion dollars in debt of college debt somewhere. I, I don't know where it is, but the way that they can do that for 150,000 students, they are, they are really trying to line their stuff up for November. Okay. But yeah, please, please. Listen. We have been doing work to promote voter participation for students. And for example, we have um, under the federal work study program, 
now allows students to get paid through federal work study to register people um, and to be nonpartisan poll workers. As we know, this is important for a number of reasons. One, to engage our young leaders in this process and, and activate them in terms of their ability to, to strengthen our communities. This is called registration, voter registration. And they're going to be paid. And, By and the federal who, government. Which means us. Who would you vote for? Would you vote to get rid of the people that are paying you? Because you, know, because you know the other people get in, they're going to start. Well, I, well, I don't know. Uh, no, no. Hey, just because it started doesn't mean it's going to stop. Because Republicans don't stop government like stuff like this. So just think about that. And um, I, um, Emma Robinson, y'all know Emma Robinson, right? Oh, yeah. Emma Robinson... Um, she was worried about the same thing I was when it comes to voter registration. Um, I'm going to read to you something that she wrote and Scott Presser didn't like it, but I mean, what she said was something that was that's that I've even brought up that topic. She said, she said, if voting machines are rigged, what's the point of registering more voters for your party and pretending that you will be a winning strategy in 2024? The strategy must be paper ballots one day to vote. That's what Emma, Emma Robinson said. I totally agree with that. Now, Scott, who is just registering people right now, which is a good thing on paper. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it shouldn't be the only thing. He said, this isn't helpful. We don't control the governorships in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Well, I mean, if that's the way you're going to do it, um, we either play the game, register new voters, become election day workers, use all of the above approach to voting, uh, uh, engage in legal ballot harvesting or lose. By the way, in 2022, we won in places like California and New York because we used the methods I described. But actually, you didn't win New York because of that. And, and this is one of the stories that I was going to bring up today because New York is getting ready to redistrict. Redistrict. And um, which, when I look more into the, the story in the video, the reason why Republicans won a little bit more is because of redistricting that happened that was only supposed to be in there for a year because uh, they didn't like who was doing it, so they got an independent redistrict person to come in. They redistrict before 2022, Republicans won. Now they're going back in, and from what and from what they're saying, they might get more representation out of New York in the House. So um, it wasn't because it, it wasn't because they registered more people. It was because of what they did up there in New York with the redistrict uh, redistrict king up there in there. Um, for me, I responded to Emerald. I said, "Well, I've been trying to say this from open." Um, I've been trying to say this openly and publicly that registering voters is not enough. It's a great talking point, but on election day, if those registered voters don't vote or if they can't get to a voting station because they don't have transportation, what happens? H how does that help? Is there a system to place a call to them a couple of days to remind them that they have to vote? 
Is there a system in place to make sure that you know if they need help getting there? I mean, you know, if they're well, how far is how far is your guys polling places from you? I mean, mine's a walking distance. Mine's walking distance. Mine's about ten minutes. Yeah. Mine's I guess maybe minutes. maybe in some of the I, world. I have a car. I have a car. Um, I, too, I could still in walk. The city, in the city, all the people don't have cars. They have buses. Yeah, they try, but in smaller cities, they don't have buses. Like um, in the city where I grew up in Cambridge, they don't have buses to drive you around. You, if you don't have a car, you know, and whatnot. I think but, it's. Uh, a, I think it, like long term, I'd like to see us to get like we're, none of this. We're gonna. We can't do any of this by twenty twenty four. It's too late. Right. So I think I think that long term, I am for the paper ballots and the one day voting. But this year, I'm telling you, we got to we got to concentrate on those fifteen swing state counties. We got to not try to do the whole thing because we're never going to do the whole thing. We don't have enough time. Yeah, but I was we, gonna say both Emerald and Scott are right. Emerald right. is right. We need paper ballots. Agreed. There is a zero percent chance we're able to impact that for this next election. Right, zero percent. Scott is right where we need to play this election on the rules given. And I, I mean, it's the swing states. Hut's broken down to 15 counties. It's really like five states are going to decide this. And, it's those count, and those counties are the those counties are the population hubs. Right. Of those counties. And when, when you look at the, the Democrat control for the last 50 years of every one of those counties, they know every single address they need to know. Right. So that's the way you break them. You break them by the addresses. Scott, well, I hope you're hearing that, man. You you're you got a hell of a lot of energy. And you and, have to understand and, how the system is rigged for the Democrats to understand what we're fighting against. And I'm not saying that it's illegal or anything. Google targets people that they know are Democrats and will feed them more ads about voting. Facebook knows if you're a Democrat. So us as conservatives will get fed an ad about cooking chicken. They'll get fed an ad about voting. And all it took, all it took was five likes. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and they know your profile. So Google, Facebook, mm -hmm. all the social media platforms are going to send push feeds to everybody about voting. If you vote Democrat, this Kamala thing, the list they're using to get them to register are people that are signed up for Obamacare, which is, 90% Democrat. Did you say Facebook is going to send what again? Yeah, so Facebook will prioritize. They did it in the last election. They prioritized content about voting and elections to people with a leftist or with a, with a Democrat profile. So if you're sitting there with somebody who's a Democrat and you're a conservative, the Facebook algorithm would put... You get a notice. You you and it, it's not like a hard notice always, not like hey go vote, right, 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 but right. it's they're gonna push content to you that says hey make sure you register or, hey yeah. you know and it could be an article, it could be a meme, it could be an ad, and it, it's funny I've referenced that Time Magazine how they fortified the election article that came out right after 2020, they flat out said that, and so you know and we've talked about on the show if you're talking about Legos all of a sudden you look on a website. <laughs> any website, Breitbart, and all of a sudden you get a Lego ad, right? Well, if you're a Democrat, Google AdSense, which controls the ads, is going to push you voting information. And that, and if you figure, 
how much time people spend online, it doesn't take much for them to swing 10, 20, 30, 50,000 votes in these states, which is enough to, to wreck it, you know. Just to, me, just good. Let me also say, um, uh, Scott Presley's right, Emma Robinson, right, and Wayne Dupree is right too, okay, because, um, it, I mean, I've lived in a town that people don't have transportation. And if there's one thing I know about Demo Democrats, they transport their people to the polls if they have to. They, I mean, I, I, I've seen it. I don't see that with Republicans, but I've seen it. Oh, they go to, they and stop that, at several polling places. And that, You're right. As a matter of fact. But we don't have that here. And there, I mean, and I'm sure that there are some people that, especially if he's going here and here and here and picking up all these registered voters and whatnot in in um in Johnsonville sick a township or well no, whatever um so, you know you check on these people you check on these people let you to let them know this wasn't you know some type of uh, numbers thing I care about you we call and check up on you how you doing you know, uh, just want to make sure that, that, that you know, uh, um, election is next month. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. It's the caring type of thing. And that's what I'm talking about. That, you know, anybody can do. We just flipped Pennsylvania <laughs> on paper. But the Pennsylvania Supreme Court came down and nullified it. <laughs> like that. <laughs> You know, well, so, yeah, it's and that's why this RNC changeover is going to be so important because the RNC is what we got to ride with this election. And you support, you support Laura Trump? Oh, 100%. Trump, um, I mean, Mike Lindell is my first choice. I don't know anything about her. Somebody, I don't care about the RNC. Right I don't care about the RNC. People are putting that online right now. I'm like, what are y'all trying to do? Because they're putting Scott's name up there. And I, you know, I haven't. Backed I don't away think whoever they put in there, I don't think it's going to make any difference, man. Not, I not right hope, now. I just hope whoever's there. I mean, because guys, we're down to how many months till the election? I just yeah. hope whoever's in there, every dollar that comes in gets routed to something that's going to produce votes. That's one of the reasons. I, that's one of the reasons I don't take them serious. Aren't they broke? Yeah, uh, yeah, eight or ten million. I think is what they're <laughs> sitting on. Not much. That's the wrong he's did that. But you know, some people are saying, well, Laura Laura has retracted what she said, but she said that she's gonna make sure that it goes to the candidate. You know, to, you know, I was like, if you look you at if you look at Ronna McDaniel's farewell speech, uh, she basically said that we need to make sure that everybody understands how important this building is. We are the force here. It's okay. it, it was a terrible speech. She said that, yeah. Did you see it, Jason? Yep. It was and horrible. She's awful. And, and she's right. The RNC does nothing to produce votes. They do everything to produce donations. That's it. That was their mission, and they were highly successful at it till the last 12 months when everybody's sick of them not driving any results. I tell you, an interesting one for head of the RNC would be Vivek. And the only reason I say that is here's a guy that came from nowhere very efficiently spent money and very efficiently leveraged media to get five, ten percent of the vote, which was pretty amazing if you think of it. Like nobody even knew who Vivek was a year ago. 
So I would be curious what he would do with the money. <laughs> to have Dana, Deanna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Stuck with the eye surgeon. Now they're showing me as a eyeball surgeon. <laughs> I couldn't. I got dizzy there for a second. <laughs> oh my God. Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. What? Um, Jonathan Cato. Are you from the Cato Institute? I don't even understand what Jonathan's trying to say. I don't know. He says people want Obamacare. What people? The Catos. Right. Oh, Lord. Um, Maybe that's Carl's like alias. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me, uh, Debbie Mathis, right? Was that Debbie Mathis that they were talking about that got blocked? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I found the name and I, I unblocked it. So if y'all let her know, I don't know how I got. I mean, it was right at the top. Uh, so I, I don't know how I got blocked, but it was right at the top. But I, oh, but good. Carl, I didn't unblock you, Carl. <laughs> but I don't know how you're watching it, but. Keep on watching. <laughs> and thank and thanks for the calls, man. I you know really appreciate the call. But the, it doesn't the, look like the church will be giving the money to Carl. Eaglebrookchurch.com. You can check it out. Carl Their Sunday no service. Their Sunday service was great. It's it was talking about what a man is and how it's masculinity is important. Like I have the most unwoke church ever. They're like, we can't pretend that there's not men and women. Men are important. Men you need men. Women are important too. They just do different things. It was a great sermon. Yeah, they somebody translate. Message. Somebody translate the show into French or what? Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Dobzy, dobzy. Yeah, we really need we we do need women. To tell you the truth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Men and women are designed to be two halves of a whole. That's what God said. Well, we need yeah, we need women to clean the house. But um, you know, <laughs> that that. There's a truth in every joke. Put in the house, man. Yeah. You, you, you look at Nathaniel Wade. Old Big Fanny must make a hell of a sandwich. Oh, my God. Did you guys watch that hearing yesterday? No. Uh, uh, you know what I watched yesterday? I would have, though. You know what I watched yesterday? More House of Cards. I'm oh, my you, God. You're hooked. I'm, I'm, that. I'm serious. I can't. I, still didn't I, can't. Get, I still didn't mm-hmm. get to it. I didn't get to it yet. I will. Oh God! Just Good. just for that. Just for the intro. Oh man! See, I was tied up on the couch and I had to throw the doing doing some work on the computer and I threw up the Fanny Wade trial, which was funny. So, so Nathan Wade's buddy from college, who's his lawyer, who represented him in, in his divorce proceeding, was up there. And just lying through his teeth, it appeared. And it was it was like they're asking him a question like, so did you know they were banging? What do you mean banging? Did you know they were having an unprofessional relationship? I, I can't really say I did. Okay, this text is from 2017. The dude thought if you deleted text, they went away. And he's like, this is from 2017, where you're mm. referencing them having, or whatever the year was. And the guy's like, um, oops. It's nice to see some lawyers playing hardball for a change on our side. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's right. I did send you the guy who was in his underwear, right? Yeah. I was like, you know what? What's up with that? Yeah. This, you know, um, 
How many of y'all have seen House of Cards? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have not. I know Love you're it. angry. You should be. But I had to do it. Is this some sort of apology, or you need to get something off your chest? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's husband and wife. That's President of the United States. That's his wife. What happened? And his, and his character is based on Mitch McConnell. Basically. And yeah, from Kentucky and everything. So to make a long story short, it was peace peace process with uh, the Russians. Uh, but the Russians had a prisoner who was homosexual. And he had to say, he had to read something to get released. And he didn't want to read it the way that he was given. And but and And the president's wife, was in the cell with him and wouldn't leave until he decided he was going to leave. Then she woke up, people walked in, the guy had hung himself. So now she all sensitive and everything. They get in front of the, 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 the media and she turns around to the Russian president and says, this is your fault, basically. This is your fault. Shame on you. Knock down the whole peace process. So now the president's mad. She's She knows he's mad and now she's trying to go in there and fix things, but the president's angry. I want you to try and understand. Understand. What you did was beyond. I know. Them. You're not only the first lady and an ambassador. You're also my wife. In what order? Oh, come on, Claire. I said what I said for him. Not for myself, not for us. Thought we owed him more than a few false words. So you want me to forgive you to say that it was okay? No. Because I can't do that. I'm not asking you. Then why are we even discussing it? Because I want you to know why. I don't care why. I don't care what your reasons are. There is no reason that can possibly convince me that you should have sabotaged a peace plan we spent months on. It was a political mistake. Yes, I admit that. But if I had said nothing, his death would have meant no, nothing. No, not death. Don't give him that. Suicide. No. Something undeniable. I was not going to try and deny it. I don't even understand that. If you'd give me a chance... I gave you a chance with the recess appointment, with the resolution, with handling Corrigan. He didn't have a choice, Francis. We cornered him. He did have a choice. Not in his mind. No one forced him to protest in Moscow. And we sure as hell didn't ask him to tie your scarf around his neck. If you had spoken to him <laughs> and heard what he had to say. Oh, what? I would have had some moral epiphany? Yes, you I would don't have. think so. Because I'm the president of the United States and I can separate the big from the small. Mm. He wasn't small. He was a coward and I'm glad he's dead. He had more courage than you'll ever have. Oh! <laughs> Do you really want to discuss courage, Claire? Because anyone can commit suicide or spout their mouth in front of a camera. But you want to know what takes real courage? Keeping your mouth shut, no matter what you might be feeling. Holding it all together when the stakes are this high. We're murderers, Francis. <laughs> no, we're not. We're survivors. If we can't show some respect for one brave man and still accomplish what we set out to do, then I'm disappointed in both of us. I should have never made you ambassador. 
I should have never made you president. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> House of Cards, boy. Some creepy people, man. House of Cards, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally creepy people. Thank y'all for. I, I mean, I saw it this morning. At all, and I'm sitting there. Ooh, ooh, oh! You know, like it was like fire. I mean, but honestly, President United States. You know what? Like we were saying yesterday, a whole lot of things that we have seen that we watched on House of Cards and that we watched on um, the West Wing and stuff is happening in our government. 100%. In the House of Cards, he took FEMA funds and used it as a national emergency to get jobs for the American people, to make sure that everybody had a job and whatnot. And we had never seen anybody until President Trump Move funds like from the Pentagon to the to the uh, to the border to the border thing, and actually, to tell you, Chief, I was happy when he did it, and then I was thinking about it. I was like, "Damn," because I because I try to look ahead. I'm like, "Damn, what happens if the Democrats do that with climate change?" They're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna say it's elections. And they tried, they were talking about doing that a couple months ago about claiming what I mean. The, the Democrats in Congress wanted Biden to classify climate change as a national emergency so that they can fund different things with the with the national emergency fund. They're gonna try to make climate change like the pandemic. Yeah, they're gonna people, try to control what you do because people, of this lie. People have to understand too. When you declare something a federal emergency, it gives the federal government almost unlimited power. Suspends the Constitution pretty much. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. They can spend money on whatever they want. They can institute whatever rules they want. And so so when you hear them say, we're going to declare climate change national emergency, you need to get that the hair on your back, back of your neck standing straight up going, Oh, this is really, really, really bad. Because you know what's going to come along with that? They're going to mess with the food. Right. Oh, they're going to impact 25 different things. Are they're going to give yeah. all the money to China to build electric stuff for us. They're going to. Yeah, they're already, yeah, they're already trying to do it. And, and thank God that now we saw this over in Italy. I read this a, a few minutes ago. Well, a few months ago. But um, somebody from the House came with legislation to... Um, to um, stop um, um, the laboratory beef or um, the laboratory meat in the United States uh, because that's where it's going or that's where it has gone, you know, in making this fake meat. It's on the shelves. It is on the shelf. And yeah, actually, yeah. it's... And it's right next to the regular stuff. Yeah, I mean, and it's growing. It, I don't know if you've been to some of these places, but it's growing. Yeah. You know, you it's know, disgusting. and then you know there is a good sign. Now look at what look at what's transpiring with the electric vehicles. They're dying. Yeah. They're dying on the vine. It's it's wonderful to watch. Right. You might Mercedes be is out. Vehicle. Toyota's out. 
Yeah, you might be able to get an electric vehicle really cheap if you want one. Apple's out. Yeah, yeah they stopped theirs. They stopped their program. Billion-dollar program. Money, yeah, billion money's dollars. a powerful thing, man. It's a power, powerful sobriety. You got these car lots full of vehicles that won't sell. Well, the political officials have largely gotten paid off of it already, so they'll move on to the next thing here. Give it a year or two. Yeah, it's all part of a part of a plan, though. I mean, and you're knocking the plan. I mean, they're going to get rich anyway, right? But at, le- at least we're not subjecting ourselves to. You look at a. I saw an overhead picture of a of a busy intersection in New York City the other day, and I tell you, there was only like two lanes of tr- a passable road. They had all these big areas cordoned off with white stripes on them, and it's like they funneled this grand wide boulevard. That could probably hold six lanes. You've seen the pictures in New York or been there, down to one lane, down to two lanes. It's like they want this. Uh, they're trying to kill these cars, and it's not for the environment. It's so they can control where you go. Right? Isn't it funny too? I mean, as you look at electric cars, it is the most ridiculous thing ever because they're expensive. We have no repair technologies. We don't even have the infrastructure to charge electric cars. They're too heavy. They're too heavy, yeah. Like your guardrails. I mean, people don't know that. They, they, they go through guardrails when they hit them because the road and and it puts extra wear and tear on the road because they're so much heavier. Like none of the infrastructure is built to handle electric cars. And you know what hasn't happened yet? Way to a big wreck, right? With a couple of these things, yeah. Battery fires, but or a, just, like wreck into a bus. Yeah, just every part of it is stupid. And half the population thinks we need to do it. It's nuts. Uh-oh. A whole bunch of corals. We have a, a um, live shot of uh, Mitch McConnell talking about <laughs> talking about <laughs> He's running the marathon there. <laughs> Mitch McConnell is speaking about uh, stepping down and, uh, you know, some people are like, well, why is he stepping down until, like, why is he waiting for November? Because he's a turtle. Get there. Yeah, he's a turtle. He, I mean, <coughs> but no, <clears throat> honestly, if I were, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I might be wrong with this thinking. But um, beware of the people, like y'all said, beware of the people that come behind. Absolutely. This one, because... He's leaving because he's old and senile. But don't you think he's groomed soon? Oh, he or, does. Of course he did. Okay. They're, the so, one, they're, they're probably the ones that told him to leave, Wayne. Is that right? Right, 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 right. Hey, look, we got it. We'll take care of it. You know, um, I'll come out and support uh, Donald Trump, but we're still laying the things. You know, you just say that you're leaving in November. We'll get everything in line and stuff. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Thune's going to do the, I, I think Thune's the most likely person to try to move into that spot, and I don't think we'll get any different results than we did with Mitch McConnell, but I think it was, Hutch hit it on the head where Thune endorsing Trump means he's going to try to buddy up to Trump to get Trump's endorsement, and hopefully Trump doesn't fall for it. I, I, I think you're right. It, it's uh, He's second in command, so it would be crazy if he doesn't get it. It's I possible. Think he will get it. Yeah, I, I, do, I do, too. That and then the question is going to be, see, Mitch McConnell was a special kind of guy, man. Mitch McConnell, he was Frank Underwood, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's to see if John Thune has that kind of spine. Right. He might not be able to handle it like Mitch McConnell. You know what? You're right. Um, Mitch Mitch looked like a turtle. He's but ruthless, Mitch, though. They say he's the most ruthless he's guy. Exactly. Right. There you go. There you go. And and I can see that. Yeah, me too. I can, I can see that in McConnell. I can't see that in Thune. Thune looks a little bit light and loafers to me for some reason. I don't know. I mean, and but that, maybe that's why he's there. I might be wrong. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, but that's the thing. They're not, this isn't independent thought. They're, they're speaking right. for other people. Right. And see, for, I think when Trump wins and let's assume Thune gets it, I think he'll have like a, like a Paul Ryan run where he'll have a, sh a short run and he'll be like, whoa, because whoever's in that Senate seat is going to be stuck as the sandwich between the establishment and MAGA. And like for Johnson, it's pretty easy, relatively easy because he has enough people in the house that can stop anything from happening. And he just knows where MAGA is going to go. I think for the most part, he's fairly MAGA, but in the Senate, oh, hmm? no, no, Johnson. Johnson you, you yeah. Using that as a comparison. So he's got 20 guys or 10 guys that have his back. That's enough to stop legislation. I don't know how many MAGA people you have in, in the Senate. Well, here's the, here's the thing that you got to watch in the Senate. How many people were towing the line because of something that McConnell had on them? Right. What's soon though? You know, what, 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 who's, are, are people going to change their colors once McConnell leaves? I mean, this is a dynamic that happens in all groups. Oh, he's yeah. passing the black book on Hutch. You know, he that. might, but, but, but people, might not be afraid of Thune as much as they were of McConnell is what I'm saying. He was in there. Unless, unless McConnell hands over his black book to Thune. No, he might then, do that. He might do and that. Then, right. And then Thune gets the Superman crest on his chest. and It's going to be fun to watch. Fun. He comes out talking yesterday. Hi, my name is John Thune. And then tomorrow, this is what we're going to do today. Like, uh-oh. He got the keys to the king. Oh, we'll just have to take him out too. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say, whoever the replacement is, I think they're not gonna have a very long tenure. Will be my will be my thought on it because it it's kind of like if you have that NFL head coach who coached the team to pretty you know did a, an effective job for decades. The next guy comes in and in two years he's fired, and then they bring in somebody else. So they're gonna bring in Mitch McConnell 2.0. And Mitch is a special breed, love him or hate him. And I'm not a Mitch McConnell fan, but Mitch McConnell was pretty effective at what he did. It's just what he did wasn't defend Republican values. He defended the Chinese Communist Party values. Yeah, it, he, was just owned by, them. he was owned by corporations and he did a really effective mm -hmm. job of getting corporations rich. You what? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So then, what happens with the shipyard in um, in China? <laughs> Does soon get is, access to Daddy? <laughs> We're gonna find out. Is his wife Chinese? Is Thun's wife Chinese? I don't even know what he is. He probably married. <laughs> probably married. He's probably uh, Mitch McConnell's son-in-law or something like that. Might be. Might be. That's another. He's almost virtually unknown. Right. I've been talking about him for years. I know, right? Yeah. He's he's like a quiet type yeah. of dude, isn't he? Looks like James Bond or something. All right. I was going to say, I just looked it up. John Thune's wife is Kimberly. 
just a blonde-haired lady like John Thune. Uh, she's South Dakota, grew up in Dollard, South Dakota, mm-hmm. attended Biola University in California. Um, Him or her? Yeah. What's that? Him or her? Uh, she did. She has a background in politics. She was involved in the Republican Congressional Club and the National Prayer Breakfast between 96 and 98. Oh, she and part of she delivered the keynote address at the American Heart Association 2012. Uh, works as a business development executive at Samford Health. So, yeah. She part of the family. Christian, you know, the Christian breakfast thing is part of the family. Yeah. 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 That's that that's that DC Christian family thing. This documentary on Netflix about that. Yeah, that was a interesting. Did you watch it? Yeah. 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 It was was Christian family. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All the staffers live in the same house and whatnot. Or yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah. And 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 then you also have some of those lawmakers that live in the same house too. Schumer shocks up with a bunch of guys. I bet he does. The penguin. Um well, the Joker. He's a joker. Um so okay, so uh yeah, with that with that said, that probably closed another. I mean it's it's the one people that need to resign too. Um Hutch said he would go five deep, Bill. What? Five deep, Tim deep. Is that what you said? With the Senate? Just leadership, period. Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's all set up. It's set up like a dynasty. You know, it's it's all set up for this exact situation. You know, you got, <laughs> you got three other guys behind Thune. You got John Cornyn, John Barrasso, uh, and I don't know who the other guy would be, but they're up there. Drudge yeah. says um, that McConnell is the last bull, bulwark against MAGA. I'm like, I hope he's right. I don't see it. Well, you're not supposed to say that this is a well, well orchestrated event here. Let's see, watch I think, and see. I think Hutch hit the nail on the head. And I think <laughs> what you're seeing is a succession, just like you used to see in medieval times with the king yeah. or the baron or whatnot. The only difference is these people are connected through money and corporations instead of through bloodlines. So right, 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 right. I, I mean, it's like the guys that that pulled the strings on McConnell and gave him all the money, which is how he controlled the senators, and they kind of told him what to push. They've got the next guy picked out, and I mean that's a key thing McConnell had. He was like McCarthy, where he controlled the money. He got fired because of that Ukraine bill. That's what happened, right? Who? McConnell. He was they supposed sp- to get that. They group. spent a month doing that. Everybody's hat's in the ring. It's the most important legislation Mitt Romney or Chuck Schumer ever worked on, and he blew it. God, think yeah. of that statement, too. The most you're a senator. He's been in the Senate for 150 years. Like, <laughs> I think he was at the at the colonial convention. And he says the most important legislation he's ever worked on is 60 billion dollars to Ukraine. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's what the donors are in his ear about. Right. And uh, and and um, Zelensky came out and said, yeah, "We've lost thirty one thousand soldiers, which I believe is more." But four hundred thousand, yeah, yeah, we, we've lost thirty one thousand. I'm like, so you want sixty billion, so you can, so what more? 
you Zelensky, know, Zelensky's not going to last much longer. I'm surprised he lasted this long. I am too, dude. You're not winning that thing. You're not. It, I read something not- the other day too that was interesting, and I don't know if it's true, but all those tanks we sent them that were going to be the difference maker, they're yeah. all blown up. I There's saw only- one. There was I only saw a few one of them. RT. Huh? There was only a few of them. There was no way those tanks were going to make a difference. Plus, they're no. all the, the those tanks were developed in the seventies, right? The but M1 I mean, tank. all the tanks too we sent, and then everybody else sent. Let me tell you what happened. Destroyed. Let me tell you what happened with all that ESG stuff from Europe, right? <laughs> they made all these all these mortar carriers and combat vehicles. They took the insulation for the circuitry, and instead of using synthetic fiber to cover these wires, they used stuff made by with corn silk and corn products. And they parked them out in the field, and the freaking mice got them. Yeah. And they and they freaking ruined them all. I saw the video of them starting up a Russian mortar carrier, and as oh. soon as they started the engine, ten thousand mice came pouring out of that thing. Oh my wow. god! Wow! Wow! And we're doing the same thing in our military. You know, using that using that biofuel and stuff like biodiesel, and it's ridiculous. You should you should have seen those mice though. Man. I was they, gonna say I got I'm taking a note like I gotta look for the mice video. Go ahead, it probably, it's out there. It probably it probably looked like um it looks like a liquid coming out of there. Yeah, yeah. I mean I've, if if anybody remembers roaches, roaches used to scatter when that light turned on. Yeah, like, right. it almost looked like the, the floor was moving. <laughs> hey, my uh, my brother used to work as a repairman for Radio Shack back in the day. And people would bring him in like stereos and different stuff like that that didn't work in the winter in the winter time when it's cold out. Uh-oh. And he'd open those things up, they'd be filled with roaches. Yep. Going for the heat. <laughs> yep. And then and look, and then and then when they do leave, you get all these brown spots everywhere. And <laughs> this this you never, you, you never lived until you woke up. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call them? Way water bugs. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember those. I remember. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I grew up. We had roaches. Um, but when I went to Hawaii, I left home, got into the military, went to Hawaii. You know, even before I left, we had we had moved, so we got rid of a whole lot of that. Road and stuff and everything, but went to Hawaii. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in my dorm room watching TV, and something flies into the room because the door is open. Something flies into the room. I had never seen a flying roach before. I had never seen one of the long ones. It was long. Uh, it, I mean, they got armor. Almost, they got body armor. It almost rivaled a glass. Uh, um, it almost rivaled a, a grasshopper. I mean, a, a praying mantis. It almost yeah. rivaled a, the size of a praying mantis. Never seen a flying roach. Oh, I seen them. I was in Iraq, and I got to my room, and it was all the stuff was out of it, and there was five of those dead, and I could smell bug spray. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so I knew the guy before me sprayed him and tried to kill him. Well, I'm not doing that every day. I'm finding <laughs> I'm finding out where these boys are coming from. Right, and, and I found I was an officer. I had a really good barracks, man. I had a shower. Right. I go in there and I'm looking in the drain and there's none of them little covers, you know, for a drain with the to keep stuff out. 
they're coming from in there. Oh. there. There was no trap or nothing. There was a sewage thing, but it was, there wasn't a trap. It was just went from the floor of my shower into the sewer. So I put a rock over that sucker when I wasn't using it and they were gone. <laughs> but I, I was nasty, man. But I, I had to say, like, look, man, you're in Iraq. You got to take what you got, man. There's people out there living in trailers and tents and stuff. Yeah. There, there's people without food and stuff, yeah. you know. I'll handle it. Um, Sandbags over the window on the roof. <laughs> I don't know whether you have seen or heard. Or you, you know, it's Fannie Willis thing in Florida and in, in Georgia is still going on, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was going to be going on this long, but um, <laughs> this is this is going on for a long time. Well, Brian Kemp just came out. Uh, and said that uh, Fannie Willis case against Trump even more political after a fair revelation. So he's a, tur- he's a turd, that guy. Yeah, he he said I got to be careful about what I say here because I was subpoenaed by Fannie Fannie Willis in the in the special grand jury, but it's hard to believe that a process that I think many people, including myself, believe is very political, regardless of the merits behind the case has has gotten even more political now because of her actions and those of Mr. Nathan Wade and others. Well, thank you, uh, Governor, for not getting her off the case when you could have done that real easily. I have to say, one of the guys I work with is from Atlanta, and Mm -hmm. I have watched way too much of this Fannie Willis trial. Every American should have to watch it and see these people and see how just they're just blatantly lying and 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 they're corrupt as hell, and it's it's it is literally a House of Cards episode. What I and, saw when I watched a little bit of it, Jason was, uh, and, and you watched more than me, so straighten me out if I'm off here. But it looked to me like they were just like like street people. They weren't even. It didn't sound like a lawyer. Like this was a distinguished attorney general or whatever. She looked like a like a gang leader or something. The way she was talking and him. Yeah, so so they're all from it sounds like inner city Atlanta and they talk very street. And this is Fannie Willis going after President Trump saying, Yeah, I got my G's, and she's saying it like that. And I'm like, wouldn't you, you know, it's kind of like with Fetterman, like put a suit on when you go in the Senate. Like you're on trial defending yeah. defending your stuff. At least try to have a, a moratorium of of uh being respectful and like these guys are just lying and they're evading questions and they're asking them yes, no questions. And they refuse to answer. And, and it's, it's really awful. I I can't do justice for how awful it is. And I will say too, it's, it's really funny because the lawyers on the Trump side aren't that good. And there's Mm -hmm. like five different lawyers asking questions and like one or two of them are really good and ask really pointed questions and like the first day when they were asking Fanny, they were trying to ask like where she was staying. And it was a 20 minute process because yeah. Fanny kept evading. And finally, the other guy gets up and goes, so let me get this straight. You were staying from here. You were staying here from here to here and here from here to here. She's like, yes, because there was nothing else. she. Could now, those say. lawyer, those lawyers you're talking about. Yeah, those are those are lawyers like this is a Rico case. It's not just about one guy. Right. So aren't those representing like other people? Like if it wasn't for the one guy, we wouldn't even be here. Correct. One defendant. I forget his name, but yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's the one that brought the charges, the, the the disqualification charges. Right. 
Well, mm-hmm. and it turns out it the evidence seems to be pretty compelling that Fanny was these guys were having an affair back in 2017. And then the affair continued. She lied about it. There's all sorts of funny money, money laundering. She was claiming that he was paying for trips and she was paying him back in cash. Yeah. And then they said, well, where are you getting the cash from? Under my well, bed. Yeah. My dad always told me to have cash on hand. And they're like, that's like three grand. How much do you have? Well, you know, and she had already said she had never had more than like 10,000 on hand. And at one point she said, I just kept it for my campaign. And, and it's, and if, if you are prosecuting Donald Trump, you're really going to conduct three, $4,000 transactions in cash. You think that's good. I mean, whether it's improper or not, like you, you would never, you can't be a very smart person or you just have to think you're above the law. I think that's what it is. Right. I do. I honestly believe that. I think these people think that there's no way that when you, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I just, it's how I feel. I I think that they, uh, I think the whole Democrat party feels that way. I think they think they're, they've been, they've corrupted the judicial system so bad. That guy that's the judge on that case donated to her campaign when she was running for attorney general. He worked for her. He's afraid of her. Right. And that's why I think that, it's still going on, but like you said, um, and we have seen over a long period of time, mo- mostly on the Democrat side, and you know, I got you know, I I call it I, I I can call it out in the middle, but it's true. Most of the people on the Democrat side think that they're Hillary Clinton, or in some form of, in some form of like Hillary or Bill Clinton, that the charges will drop off of them and they won't get into trouble. Where they don't see it is that the people up top are more closer to Hillary Clinton than the people at the bottom. So when you get sec, uh, uh, freshmen and sophomore people that think that they're like Hillary Clinton, those people are going to get into trouble. Those people are going to get sacrificed on a larger scale than somebody from Nancy Pelosi. That Nancy Pelosi uh, homosexual uh, uh, um, hammer thing and stuff like that, I'm like, there's something going on with that that somebody squashed that. That's that's House of Cards stuff that happened out there in San, in San Francisco that morning when the police came by, and you know, goodness well, um, if if the police are at your door, why are you gonna try to take the hammer away from the guy? Why? I mean that that doesn't make sense. Why are you gonna try to take the hammer away from the guy? Whatever. So uh, the thing is, if that would have been a normal person's house, the police would have shot him right through the window. The whole thing's it, weird. The whole the, the right through the window, and there's a whole lot of things that are weird. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, we we're talking about the Fannie Willis thing. George Kemp, y'all already know about the Mitch McConnell is stepping down. Uh, we broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from. 12 to 1 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we make sure that you are tuning in to what we do and, and um, how we do it. We're getting ready to go. Um, keep your eyes on the news that's happening. If you see anything strange or if you want to send us some tips or whatnot, uh, you have our phone number. You see it right, right up there, uh, right up here, 800 895 800 895-5725. Um, 
You check out Hutch's Cold War Radio on Rumble. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting notification about that. I guess. For yeah, you. getting emails and everything. Yeah. Yep. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like you're getting pretty decent views too. Yeah. A couple, yeah. few of them. Few of them. Yeah. I'm. A, yeah. I'm. A, I'm happy. And then um, uh, we got Jason. Jason has his American Tribune dot com or dot news. You can check that out. Uh, oh, over there on there, and definitely don't don't forget WayneDupree.com. Okay, whatever you don't forget, and, and you know I'll, I'll go back and say thank you for everybody that's sharing on your social media timeline. Thank you for people that share the tweets, also because that's another way that we get our message out. You know, I, I try to get the videos out too, and I uh, you know I try to get certain things out. But if you see a video, share it. Uh, uh, if you see whatever you see, share it. And if not, um, I'll block you if I ever see you. So, um, we got to get ready to go. I'm looking at, I'm trying to get Alan West back on. Oh, nice. Alan West, Alan West was responsible for this. Yes, sir. Giddy up. Best, most best in pocket 2014. Wow. I know. Wow. So I, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 2014. Remember that? He, he rolled in with a posse too, that big suburban. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was yeah. a good guy. I liked him a lot. Two years. We had been on the scene for two years. And after two years, we get and we won. And we would have won two years in a row. But yeah, that was a little. Uh, yeah, I helped another group get it. I was fighting yeah. against them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the group. We, that kick, that's a group that kicked Santos out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Final thoughts, Jason and Hutch. Go. Uh, well, hey, two thoughts for me. Well, other than folks, Hutch Wayne, great show. Thanks for tuning in. Um, common sense, folks. I always use common sense that something looks weird. It probably is. Um, and speaking of which, I've been waiting for somebody to dig into this, and I can't verify the veracity of it. Uh, but I retweeted it out this morning uh, from a journalist called Mel. Her tag is at Village Crazy Cat Lady. She finally dug into Letitia James' uh, finances. And all these folks that have been digging into these prosecutors, because you know they're dirty, right? It was a fascinating read. I can't verify any of the uh, information in it, uh, but it's looking like Letitia James is dirty. So as she's doing all those tweets about Donald Trump, hopefully the hammer comes for her too. What an evil person, man. I'll tell you. I'll, I hope they do figure it. I saw that article. I didn't read it, but I saw it. Um, this is out of the New York Post because politics in politics, there's no coincidences. Former <laughs> aides who worked directly with then Vice President Joe Biden in the Obama administration have called current fears over his age a very real issue, with some alarmed at how he has become more frail and mumbly. If you watch Joe Biden speak, oftentimes he sounds frail and he sounds more frail than he used to, even in 2019 and 2020. John Favreau, the chief speechwriter for Obama when Biden was vice president, said in a recent episode of Pod Save America, the voice sounds frail. He shuffles more because of the arthritis in his back, adding that the oldest ever president also appears mumbly. There's the money shot. John Favreau, Dan Pfeiffer, David Axelrod, and John Lovett are all on the record. Within this report, Joe Biden will not be the nominee 
2024. I don't think it's going to be Obama either. I think it's going to be Newsom, but we'll see. There's no coincidences. They, I was going to say Big told, Mike. Somebody Big told them to say that. There we go. All right. And I and I think Kamala Harris. So you got three different, three different um, ways. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.